the hundreds of just a like on Facebook or a comment or my phone's been blowing up, which is great. I appreciate it all. And I'm going to Minden to see some great basketball. That's because you're Doug Duda. This is Central Nebraska's most listened to all sports radio station. I'm getting the tuna sandwich with lots of lettuce on it today. <laughs> you like the tuna sandwich. Oh, yeah. I'll like never it. have to fight you for that. Nope, that'll be mine. I will never have to fight you. That's Boy, my that, favorite. That's, that's my go-to sandwich. Your flavor is? Yes. All of them? Yes. Okay. A little spicier, the better. Okay. Because if I'm going to bite into something, I want it to kick back. So, you know, mild, eh, medium, eh, hot, yes. Yeah. As much as I hate to get away from the award-winning last five minutes yeah, there we go. Yeah. on this yeah. show, you're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities, 1460 and 1550 AM, and now 92.1 and 92.7 FM. You know, when you have this many papers, Jimmy, I don't know what happens to them. I don't know where they go. They just mysteriously disappear. But all these piles here went down and not far enough. I'm going to do some cleaning on my side because I've got dates here that say uh, Texas San Antonio football. Now, coming to you live from the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth. Need a vehicle? Think Midway.com. Yeah, I try to do toasters. Sometimes I just don't have time to put it in the toaster. been a lively little show so far. Um, Certainly been worth everything I paid to listen to it. It's time for the Doug and Daddy Show. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Doug and Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Doug Duda, Jim Langan with you on this Monday as we head into the last week of February and girls' state basketball coming off state swimming. We've got postseason going on for a variety of other folks as well, baseball and softball, and just a lot to cover. Doug Duda, Jim Langan with you on this Monday. Todd Rare, the head coach of the Hastings College men's basketball team, will be joining us, uh, sharing the title. They got the win over Dome. They share it with Northwestern of Iowa and Concordia, and uh, that is their first conference men's basketball title in 33 years. I know that they're going to be grimacing because Wednesday they got beat by Concordia, could have won the thing outright, but yet uh, here they are. The The big thing there is, Jimmy, is that if they do make the conference tournament final and uh, it's on the road, they go to Northwestern of Iowa, not even Concordia, but at least they will get to host them uh, in the semifinals if they get past Briarcliff on Wednesday night. Exactly, yeah, and uh, there's, you know, it's a possibility they could, there's some upsets and stuff that could get, get things rolling, so uh, we'll see how things go on with Hastings College, but they've had a fantastic year. And like you said, the first time in 33 years. So we'll get a chance to talk with him. Also, a girls' state basketball preview. It went down to the wire, and defending state champion Centura actually had to win in overtime at home. They were up 11 going into the fourth quarter, and Summerland forced overtime. They do win it by one. So Centura gets a chance to uh, at least defend their title, and we'll talk with their head coach, Lathion Brown. As well. If you would like to be a part of the Doug and Daddy show, love to get an email from you. The Dent Popper inbox, Doug and Daddy at ESPNSuperstation.com. Doug and Daddy at ESPNSuperstation.com. We're up on Facebook. You can always tweet us at ESPN underscore Tri Cities, at ESPN underscore Tri Cities. And of course, the Billy Jacks fan line, 888 455 ESPN, 888 455 3776. Billy Jacks Pizza in Carney. The best pizza around. Got to enjoy a little bit of that last week. Did you enjoy your Billy Jack's yeah, pizza, Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, very nice of him to bring a slice to us. 
All right. Well, uh, the report's coming out that uh, Greg McDermott is going through a contract extension uh, right now uh, with uh, Creighton and trying to maybe lock him up for the rest of his career. It didn't go so well yesterday, but I guess things just don't change, do they, Jimmy? The road team just keeps losing. They just keep losing. Yeah, it's really been uh, it's really hard to win on the road, and uh, we've we've seen that throughout the season. And uh, um, you know, Creighton just hasn't taken care of their home floor as well as I thought they would. They've got some really signature wins on the road. They did win a couple games. They beat Nebraska on the road, which is really huge now. But yeah, they just um, they 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 seem to play up and down. They're not very inconsistent. A really in, an inconsistent team that's in the top maybe four seeds in, in playing basketball right now. But when they're on the playing their best, Doug, they can beat anybody when they're when they're on the top of their game. So uh, we uh, will see how that all plays out. Uh, getting down to the end of the regular season, just about a week to go here. In fact, the women do wrap it up this week. Those new NET rankings are out. Jimmy kind of tells you where the teams are sure. that come out every Monday morning. Creighton's men are now number 11. Nebraska's men are 41. For the women, Creighton 28 and Nebraska, or 24, and Nebraska's jumped up to 28, which is very interesting because Nebraska is not even getting votes for the top 25. Maybe that changes this morning as they've got a favorable schedule here down the stretch. And when we were talking with Alexis Markowski, kind of getting those three wins, trying to put that puzzle together. They've got one more piece at Illinois uh, this weekend. And uh, for the men, also winnable games. I know our Herd at Sports guys had uh, national correspondent Mike DeCourcy on the show today. And, you know, how much more can the Huskers move up with these with these ball games down the stretch here? And and Damon Benning, we talked about it. I, I think it's not as big a deal as the women, but Damon goes, you know, I would prefer that Nebraska just kind of stay on the 10 line. I don't want them on the 8-9 line. If there's a way they can get to 7, so be it. I don't think the 8-9 line is such a crusher in the men's as it is in the women's yeah probably not uh and and maybe not this year either because you know when you're looking at five six seven and eight those type teams you're looking at marquettes and possibly a yukon who get beat gets beat again could be a two seed um so you you want to take yukon on uh, whether they're the two seed or or the one seed you don't want to play those guys i mean so i'm i'm like you the seven ten um you know i i don't know if nebraska and i Doug, I'm, I was really impressed with them last night because the way they played defense. So I wanted to look it up. So I took the time to look it up. They are 32nd in the nation in offense um, on how they score and their the, the shot selection they're getting. And they've got them rated 38th in the nation on defense. So there's a team that's playing both ends of the floor. There for a while, we were very good on offense. We gave up way too many offensive rebounds. When we were losing games, you know, this is the same team. Doug, try to remember, in November, halftime score. I want you to look at this. I want you – halftime score. North Dakota 42, Nebraska 32 in Lincoln. Yeah. Halftime score. That was in November. And it was all because we couldn't rebound and we were giving up too much on the offensive glass. And last night, I thought, even though Minnesota, when they did get back into the game, they were down 28-12, to 12, cut it like to 28-20, and they did make some shots right at the goal. I mean, we do give up dunks and shots right at the goal, layups and slam dunks, and that's the type of team we are. We can't protect it completely, but we're doing a much better job 
of getting defensive rebounds and running down loose balls. I was really impressed with that. How about you? Well, here's a little bit of what Coach Hoiberg had to say after the game. I thought early our guys set the tone. It was Josiah, again, that got two offensive rebounds early in the game. And I think they had five offensive rebounds. Now they led to points in that first half, uh, but much better job overall than what happened in the first half. And I think the best sign for us is when the ball was not going in the basket and some really weird things happened, we still had an eight-point lead at halftime. So That's a little bit of what the coach had to say about hitting the boards because obviously that was a killer the last time that these teams met. Yes, exactly. And, 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 you know, they got beat by 11. I mean, again, this is the team that can get a 15-point lead <laughs> and turn around. But I, I don't see that lately. I haven't seen that um, in three weeks, Doug, where I've seen this team. You know, maybe the Maryland game when we went on the road and got beat really bad by Maryland, um, that might be the last time I thought we had a game that I thought, uh-oh, you know, we're not that good. You know, we're just who we are. But lately, since that Maryland game – this team, you tell me who's playing better in the Big Ten, probably Purdue, and that'd be it. I mean, we don't have to take a backseat to anybody. Definitely not Michigan State. I've called them out on this show repeatedly. Yeah, you don't like Michigan State. Well, I don't. Well, I don't. I I, I I like Michigan State. I like their coach. I like their program. But they weren't the twenty-second best team in the nation, and they hung around there for about four weeks. And now they're going to be on the bubble here before you know it. They lose one more game. Nebraska's in and Michigan State's going to be on the bubble. That's how it's going to look, and you're going to be really surprised because Northwestern's outplayed Michigan State a little bit lately. And uh, so, you know, kind of interesting what's going to happen here on the on the seeding. Nebraska could get now, Doug, realistically could be the four seed, um, very realistically, or Northwestern. Uh, you know, so um, – That's I, what it's all about right now. Yeah. <clears throat> For Nebraska is not making mistakes down the stretch – to where you get put yourself back on the bubble, and that would be 0-3 going into the tournament or something crazy like that. And you have uh, three teams with 10 wins. Now, Northwestern and Wisconsin have only played 16 games. Nebraska has played 17 games, so they're a half game behind. And all three are winnable. All three games yes. are winnable for Nebraska. There is no doubt about it. But they go to Ohio State Thursday with the new coach. They had the big win in his first one, and then they got sp- pie in the face in the second one and so they've got them on thursday then sunday it's the home finale against rutgers that's at 5 30 unfortunately that's not earlier in the day that'd be great for the folks that want to watch even more basketball after state and then they get a whole week off before uh sunday morning march the 10th playing at michigan in a game where michigan just can't wait to get to the finish line i think right now is in the don't care department who knows how they'll come out on that game but uh if nebraska wins all three they would definitely be uh, a double buy team. Yeah, no, and, and you're right. I, they, if you can get that four seed, it's really critical. I'm not so sure the five seed would be so bad. You get another chance to beat a 12 13, you know, and you, and you get a little taste of the tournament, and then you take on four. You know, there might be a little mm-hmm. advantage that, but you got to make sure you beat 12 and 13, and you don't want that to be Maryland. I think Maryland, Minnesota last year was the 220th team in the nation. Uh, when it came down to the net. That's how much Minnesota's improved. Yeah. You know, so I, I think, you know, the Minnesota team was last, the 14th seed last year in the tournament, and they beat Nebraska, who was on 11. You know, and we were playing a little bit better at that time. But I think right now it's going to be really hard for the 12 and 13s to beat Nebraska. They're playing pretty good right now. Well, again, we're, we're fired up about them, so let's not get kicked in the stomach again like 
seems to always happen. It almost happened at Indiana the other night. Here's what you want. You don't want to be the four. You want to be the three. And you've got a chance to be the three. You've even got a chance to be the two because Illinois has 11 wins. You want to be the two or three so that you're on the opposite side of the bracket from Purdue. Because, yeah, you get in as the four, you beat the five, and you get beat by 25 by Purdue. I'm not saying that you would, but Purdue is pretty good. Yes, Nebraska beat Purdue. Everything will be against Nebraska in that game. The thing is anymore is Purdue would be playing to be on the one line. Sometimes you get in those conference tournaments and you don't really care unless you've got something to play for. you got something to play for if the only way you can get in is to win the tournament, and you got something to play for if you're the number one seed because most years the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament has a chance to be a number one overall national seed, and that's where Purdue is right now. But you get in there, and maybe you draw Northwestern in the conference semifinals. Maybe you draw a Wisconsin, a Michigan State. You know, uh, there's a possibility. Illinois is there, but there's a chance. I mean, you want to dream, just well dream. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, Maryland can upset anybody. I mean, they're good enough. Maryland is. Uh, they, they could beat anybody on the road, on a, a, just the way they rebound and stuff. So there are no given, giving wins right now. I would much rather play Michigan State than I would Maryland. I'm being honest about that, just the way the teams are going right now on the plateau. Uh, Kansas State getting a couple wins. We now get credit for uh, uh, a uh, – one win, you know, when you come into the two, one, two, threes, fours, we get a one win now for Kansas State because they're starting to win again. And if they could win tonight against West Virginia, they'd probably stay in the Which top. They should, yeah, they should probably stay in the top seventy-five because their other games are Iowa State, and Kansas, and if they lose those, they're not going to go anywhere. You know, what are you going to do? Punish you for losing to those teams? No, they're going to stay in the top. Then we'll get that quadrant one win then. And to put this in perspective, even though. Right now, Rutgers and Ohio State have winning records. When you pull up the Big Ten standings, Rutgers, Ohio State, and Michigan are 12, 13, and 14. Indiana and Rutgers are tied, but that's when you pull them up. That's where they are, and that's Nebraska's next three opponents. You have got to say, great job, Nebraska, to be where they are at right now at 10-7, and 7, making it through the meat of their schedule. This Ohio State team probably should have been a little bit better, and it'll be a test on Thursday night, but that's where Nebraska is at right now. On the flip side of that, where is Creighton? They're so hot and so cold. It just It's easy to say when the three goes in or when the bucket goes in. But some of the things, I know our morning show is almost more because they're based in Omaha. Talks a lot more about Creighton. And by the way, just because it occurred to me, and I didn't mention it last week, uh, one of our co-hosts, Robbie Lula, the reason that he doesn't appreciate Bo Jackson is because he's too young. And he didn't get to watch Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson is one of the greatest athletes of all time. It, that bull crap that he's trying to pull on every one of his listeners is that, well, he didn't play that much. He only had this many rushing yards. You know what? That's like saying Jim Brown wasn't a very good running back because he retired after nine years. Okay, so there's that. Gail, to... Gail Sayers, yeah. tears his ACL. Yeah. I think we saw him run enough. Yeah. You're exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Nobody's bashing Gail. So I wanted to make that point. Uh, but Creighton, they're still bouncing back and forth here wherever they're going to be. This definitely knocks them off the three line. They're going to oh, be in definitely. the four or five back and forth. We'll see what happens in the conference they gotta, tournament. They're actually not even in the top four in the conference, Jimmy. Right. They play Marquette Saturday, <laughs> you know, Mar- March 1st in Creighton. And, you know, that that's going to – In gonna, Creighton? Well, in Omaha, you know, <laughs> in Lincoln, I guess, it, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, 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 right. So what do you think about them? Well, I think, you know, I, I'm just like you said. I mean, they they beat UConn really bad, but they cut – you tell me – St. John's coach knows what he's doing, and he called his players out nationally yeah. on the national TV yeah. about how lazy they are, how bad we are, how horrible we are. What do you think their practices were like this week? 
He called him out. It's going to go one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, and he called him out, and boy, they they put on a show. And I mean, that from start to finish, they had a thirteen point lead at halftime. You know, so I I just think back to Creighton. Creighton is who they are. They're exactly who we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. If you just said, "Hey, what where do you think Creighton's going to be?" and you said, "Maybe somewhere between eighth and sixteenth in the nation," that's who they are. Mm-hmm. We weren't for sure where Nebraska was going to be. We were hoping this team was going to make the tournament. Now we're hoping for a seventh seed, mm-hmm. you know, or a, a possible six seed. And I'm not kidding you when I say this. Uh, they, they could move up that far again. Here's why, Doug. They are if they finish thirteen and seven in the conference, and they, that's what they have to do to get that. They'll be thirteen and seven. They're going to tie for second place. Yep. I don't think you can catch Purdue at thirteen nope. and seven, yep. but they will tie for second place, and that will be absolutely a tremendous thing in this league this year. Yep. And you have that win over Kansas State on the road. It, all those Big Twelve teams now. You're looking at that, and it'll give me that six seed. So they could play themselves right into a six seed, but they have to win them all. And the Nebraska and Creighton women also winners over the weekend, so uh, they get ready to wrap up their regular season this week. Uh, We're going to talk UNK and Hastings in a moment. Todd Reardon, the Hastings College men's basketball coach, is going to join us. But if you're getting ready for lunch, the Kearney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill is the best of both worlds in downtown Kearney. And they've got great lunch specials every day of the week. Monday, any steaks, uh, steak sandwich on the menu, uh, you can get that with a side. Every Monday night, it's boneless wing night. So come on in and watch your favorite sports or just uh, get together with some work friends or friend friends or a little alone time yourself. It's all at the Kearney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill, the best of both worlds in downtown Kearney. We're going to talk What's going on with the, the state girls basketball bracket? What's got going on with the boys basketball and districts tonight? State swimming wrapped up over the weekend. Plenty to come. When the passing of a family member occurs, too often loved ones have too little information on planning the funeral. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl developed their website to provide both information and comfort, etiquette, and common sense. Visit hlmkfuneral.com. The more you know, the better they can provide additional comfort and guidance during life's most trying time. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl Funeral and Cremation, providing steady, comforting service as they have for nearly 100 years. Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents Matt Myers and Rich Peters. When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farm or ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through FBO Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life and auto and home and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Kearney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services, 308-234-4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. Here's your Tri-Cities weather forecast. A red flag warning continues. Mainly sunny skies today with daytime highs approaching 74. Winds out of the west 10 to 20 miles per hour. Lows of a loft around 36. Tonight, partly cloudy skies. Overcast skies tomorrow, slight chance of snow, highs around 45. A dusting of snow tomorrow. From the Weatherology Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki. Currently, 64. 
Escape Ordinary by heading to Cunningham's downtown or Cunningham's on the lake in Kearney. You'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town, happy hour specials, and great food. An outstanding place to relax with friends after work, on the weekends, or any time to escape everything. Plus, you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location. It's a great time every time when you escape ordinary at Cunningham's Journal, on the bricks, and Cunningham's on the lake, Kearney. Second Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Glad to have you along with us on this Monday. Another beautiful week. It will change a little bit during the week for everybody that's heading off to state basketball. By the weekend, we'll be ready to go again. And Doug Duda and Jim Langan joined now by the head men's basketball coach at Hastings College, Todd Rarden. I think we can just say conference champs. Coach, congratulations. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it, Doug. Thank you. This is quite a turnaround in two years, Todd. I think it's okay for you and your coaching staff to kind of take a bow here with what you and the boys were able to do and able to accomplish maybe a little sooner than a lot of folks thought you could. Well, I, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, I probably get way too much credit. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, we have good players and uh, they, they play well together, obviously, and, and I have a good coaching staff and so no, all that is a good recipe for success, and uh, we've been fortunate to be part of it. Uh, really happy for what our guys have done so far. You know, Coach, this team in January, you had a stretch there where you lost three games in a row, but you won just before that two one-point games or two two-point games. I mean, one basket, or you would have had a six-game losing streak but you found a way to win those games, and you've been able to win close games all year long, and that is why you're the conference champions. Can you put your foot on it, uh, anything, how this team really did and found ways to win? Because you just don't luck out and win close games every time. But uh, you, 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 you're winning a lot of close games this year. Well, I, I agree. I mean, we have been fortunate, and, and I, I think we've been lucky. Uh, you know, the basketball gods have just been in our favor. Uh, you know, if we I know how the other teams feel because we had the same thing over at Concordia about a week ago where we led the whole game and, and got beat in overtime. And, uh, had played pretty well, I thought, and well enough to win and just didn't finish finish the game. And so, uh, obviously, there was a lot of lost sleep out of, off that loss. Uh, so, you know, I, we have, like you said, we have, and I, and I can't, you know, I think we have some experience. You know, we have some seniors that have, been through uh, our program now a year and, and uh, you know I think that you know we talked to them about being tough and all that good stuff but you know they probably get tired of me tired of hearing that from me but I still think that you know I think you have to on the basketball court or any athletic field that you have to have that toughness within you both physically and mentally. Talking with Todd Rarden, the head coach of your Hastings College Broncos, uh, finishing the season with the 83-70 win over Doan on Saturday. They will be the number two seed, a record of 20-8, and 15-5 in the conference. And we've talked about Reggie Thomas time and time again. He will have to be the conference player of the year, but Danilo has really been playing well here the last couple, three weeks for you. Talk about where this has come from, why he's been able to uh, help this team out even more than he was in the first half of the season. Yeah, yeah. Where, where's that been all year long? You know, I mean, uh, you know it, 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 he really has played at a higher level than what uh, we probably. He, I mean, he's overachieved. He has the ability to uh, 
do good things for us, and he's proved that the last two or three games uh, around the rim. Um, you know, I thought that he probably passed the ball the other day uh, against Dome that, that I've seen uh, out of him, and that, that's just something else that you can check off uh, on his uh, list that, of things that he's starting to do well for us, and, and we need him. I mean, we need an inside presence, and that's kind of how our offense is uh, dictated, and, and obviously there's a lot of good post players in the conference, and uh, we have to we have to have him defensively as well. So he, you know, he's playing well at at the right time. I just, you know, I think uh, getting to where he's at right now, I mean, it's just it's like night and day. I mean, he's had some he's had some good games throughout the course of the year, but not consistently. And uh, right now, his his play has been very very steady for us, and that's a good thing. Todd, I want to ask you one more because, I, and this will probably be a little uncomfortable, but when you get a guy in this day and age that has done what Reggie Thomas has done, obviously there's going to be some other places looking at him, and I'm sure every team has somebody like that. How do you balance that in this day and age in the portal when you want the kid to have the best opportunity possible, but he might be your number one guy? Well, I mean, I haven't really thought that far ahead. Uh, we're just trying to uh, concentrate on Briar Cliff right now and uh, obviously, Reggie's a good player. Uh, he's he's been our best player, uh, probably the best player in the league, I think. And I'm obviously I'm biased from that standpoint as a so- as a sophomore. I think there's a lot of good things he can do for Hastings College. I think he's already done some for us, and uh, you know we plan on having him back. Uh, you know I think that he's at a terrific institution academically and athletically, and and. Uh, you know, I, I've never heard him mention anything to that regard. And, you know, I, that, that's probably a conversation down the road. But uh, like I said, I just haven't, hasn't really got, got into my brain yet uh, figuring it out because he's, you know, he's doing some, some good things for us and he's providing great leadership. And, you know, I think he likes, he likes his teammates. He likes the guys around him he's, he's, and they like him obviously, but so, um, you know, our focus right now is on Briarcliff. You know, Coach, you came in here very professional, and uh, there was a lot of people that worked really hard to get that program back to where it was at. And for whatever reason, it just didn't work. You came in and went like 16 and 15 or something like that. And then this year, with the player of the year, I think you took this team – and everybody understands their role. They kind of know how many times you're supposed to get the ball to this guy, and he's supposed to shoot it if he's open, and that's going to be our key. And if somebody else is wide open, go ahead and take your shot. But some of your guys that are role players have really done a good job. Your thoughts on what I just said? Well, I I agree with you. I, I think that they have – I mean, we've relied on Reggie, and, and you know, you, you think about it, I mean, he has the opportunity to get a lot of shots. And uh, – He's been able to knock a lot of shots down for us, and uh, he controls the game. I mean, he's uh, from where he was a, a year ago to where he's now uh, at now. I mean, he has really controlled the game for us uh, offensively, and for the most part, he's covering the best player defensively. And he's really bought in from a defensive standpoint and, and really tried to get the other guys to play defense, you know, and, and step up their game defensively. And yet, he knows, you know, the other night that we were scoring inside. So he's he's willing to get the ball inside where we can where uh, Danilo or Ty can can uh, go to work inside. And, and uh, so I think he's seeing the game better and managing it better for us. But yet, 
oh, we have guys that, that can shoot it. And like I said, they're, they're knocking down shots when they're open. Uh, I tell them all the time, just, you know, we need to stay within our, our circle and, and not go outside the circle and try to do something that we're not capable of doing. And, uh, you know, sometimes kids get away from that and start thinking that they need to do this or that when what they're doing is really good for us to begin with. They don't need to do it that much more. Just, just do what you do well and uh, hope that that's the best, you know, for our team. Coach, another thing, too, when I look at your conference, I mean, they have all these tiebreakers and somebody gets to be the number one seed, somebody's the two and the three. But, man, I'll tell you what, the six, seven, and eight, and five, they hell, they can't wait to get a chance to take a chance at this tournament. I mean, there are no guarantees. I think, I mean, maybe at the very back end of it, it's a little weak. But for the most part, there's seven or eight teams that can win this thing. Your thoughts? Oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, Briarcliff, we split with them. I mean, this is a rubber game uh, between us. Uh, they they are very capable of scoring the basketball. They did not shoot it well in here about a week and a half ago when we played them here. But I, I know what they can do. I don't know how scary they are. And I, I think that, you know, I mean, our kids have to be ready. It's not going to be an easy game. I don't think there's going to be any easy games. I mean, I don't um, – you know, the, the conferences – uh, I completely agree. I mean, one through seven, eight guys, teams right now definitely have a chance to win it. I mean, I think they're, you know, uh, hopefully we're not the one that gets upset, but I, I w- it wouldn't surprise me, I mean, you know, that somebody gets upset at a high seat. And uh, just because that's the way the conference is so good, uh, that was part of the reason that I liked the GPAC was because it is very, very competitive and you you, you need to bring your A game every night, and it, it's something that if you don't, it's a long night for you. So Coach, you have our A game is there. Coach, my last question to you, and I'll, I'll, I'll let Doug go ahead and go, but it's kind of unique when you have a guy that's getting 30 points a game or whatever he's getting, capable of getting 35, 40, and he's guarding the best player on the other team because, man, you're, you're, that's a high-risk situation where he could get in foul trouble, and that's the last thing you want to do is have that guy sitting on the bench in foul trouble. How has he done this year so far staying out of foul trouble? Uh, he's, he's been awesome. I mean, he really has. He, he's, he's a smart defensive player. Uh, he doesn't put himself in too bad of situations for the most part. Uh, you know, he's – He's, when he struggles deep, uh, offensively a little bit, uh, it gets into him a little bit, but he's been able to shake that. Like I said, he's playing, I mean, he's playing 40 minutes a game for us, too. You don't forget that. Right. Uh, so we, we've worn we've worn him out, no doubt about it. And, you know, uh, but that's, that's, he wants to do that. You know, that's him. You know, you talk about looking at old places. I mean, there may, he may not get that opportunity to play at that level uh, 40 minutes a game every night out and uh, lead the team and in and, and our best defensive player, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, I, I just, I mean, the respect I have for what he's been able to do for our program is, is off the chart. Hastings College Men's Basketball Coach Todd Reardon with us for another minute here on the Doug and Daddy Show. They will host Briarcliff Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Coach already kind of broke down Briarcliff a little bit to, uh, as they split their two games, uh, the first one didn't go so well on the road and then really kind of dominated uh, the second one. Coach, Hastings College fans want to know, I want to know, I've kind of looked at all the things that you can look at here. Where do you feel your team is for an NAIA berth? 
when this conference tournament wraps up? You feel that you're in, you got work to do on a bubble. What do you think? You know, uh, good question. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not a Raider. I don't, I don't have any input. I always tell my past teams, you, you never want to put it in a committee's hands. You always want to uh, make sure that you get the automatic birth because then they can't take it away for, you know, then you're in for sure. Yeah. So in being the first time through the NAIA this year, I, I couldn't, I don't even want to speculate what's going on. I'll leave that up to our administration and our uh, fans and maybe my assistant coaches can figure it out because I, I don't have time to do that. <laughs> Coach, I was in McCook on uh, on uh, Saturday officiating the college game up in McCook, and uh, I know that's your hometown, but they've really improved those facilities on the basketball court there. Well, I, I, I think last year was the first year I've been back probably in quite for years, and I completely agree it looks completely different, but uh, the outside still looks the same. Still has the uh, fan shape or the oval shaped roof in there, that half uh, roof. And uh, but you know, there's a lot of memories in there for a lot of different uh, reasons. And uh, you know, I'm just—I know they've had success over the years, and they have a good coach there now. And uh, just—you know—I haven't had a chance to see him play this year, but I uh, saw him play a couple times last year, and I know they compete. They compete hard. Know he's got his kids playing at a high level, so uh, I, I wish them all the best. I'm always cheering for the Bison. Well, let's wrap it up with Todd like this because that kind of something I was going to throw out. I saw Coach was over at uh, the sub districts at Shelton the other night uh, watching some players. And if you're not coaching your own team, you're trying to get out to watch some of these other guys, whether they're A or whether they're D two or anything in between. Uh, have you liked anything that you've seen here this uh, high school season, Coach? Well, I think I mean, uh, to me, there's a lot of good high school players out there, and, and uh, you know, there's been a couple of nights where I've gone to just watch sophomores and juniors uh, play, and so, you know, I don't. I, I the whole thing is, and I think I said this at the beginning. You know, you have to have good players. You can't win anything if you don't have the players. And uh, I, I've been. I mean, I hate to admit, but I just, you know, through the years, I mean, it's pretty obvious that. Uh, for any success, you have to have good players, and so we're always looking for those, and uh, hopefully that they make they can make me look better, uh, as I alluded to earlier. Well, they have about six hundred times because that's about <laughs> how many wins you got, Coach. <laughs> well, again, well, I don't know if I have another six hundred in me, but, but, so. yeah. maybe six or eight more this year. We take that too, Coach. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we're, we hope. I mean, we're not. I'm not planning on being finished. I know that. Uh, I think we have a lot of work to do. We still can get better, even though it's late in the season. I think we can still do a lot of good things in practice and, and continue to improve. You know, the guys that uh, I think another reason why we've had success is our scout team has been has been much improved here the last couple of weeks, and uh, they've taken more of a role and, and more of a pride in what they're doing instead of just being all oh, here. You know, I got to. They understand their the importance of their role, and you know it all boils down to, as you said earlier, their roles on their team. Well, Todd, we'll let you get back to work. Best of luck throughout the uh, conference tournament here, and again, congratulations! Thirty-three years since the men's basketball program uh, has won it outright or even shared the title. So, uh, quite the job, and uh, keep the journey going, guys. I appreciate. It. Thank you. You bet. That is the head coach of your Hastings College men's basketball team, Todd Red. I'm, I'm going to tell you. They were where UNK is right now.
I mean, this was a program that was struggling, and I, I want to be nice here because I know who the previous coach was, who was a friend of both of ours, and it just didn't work out for Billy over there. But to some of what was left over from every coach, if you have some really quick success, there had to be a little something from the previous. And so that's that's what you can see at any level at any sport. But uh, congratulations. I mean, nobody, nobody was picking Hastings College at the beginning of the year. Right. And, and this one player stepped up and got letter. But Todd, no matter wherever he's been at, Todd Reardon, he's won wherever he's been at. And I think Mike Trader had a lot to do with getting him here. And uh, But I, I've heard that the transition was good and smooth, and they got along really well. Billy and him talked and would help out and, and make that transition. And sometimes that's not the way it is. You know, there's a, an ugly transition when somebody leaves, and they leave, and they're mad. They got, you know, and they're not going to talk to anybody about anything, and you can't even find a, a, a video on anybody or anything. But uh, they, they were both handled this in a very professional manner. So. And we've got uh, some news on a Hastings College alum because the Nebraska Coaches Association this morning have announced the coaches for the All-Star Basketball Games that will be coming up July 24th. That's at North Star. And again, just for everybody that goes to that all the time or watches it, that's always been the Monday. This year it's on the Wednesday. They have moved that around with softball. And the assistant coach for the Blue Boys will be Jeremiah Slough from Grand Island Senior High, whose team gave Carney everything they could Saturday night in that district semifinal. So congratulations to Coach Slough. Yeah, that's good for Coach Slough. That's good. That's something he'd want to do, and he'd be good at it. The head coach will be Kevin Janata out of Howell's Dodge. Uh, On the red side, the head coach will be Derek Reinch down there at Fillmore Central. So congratulations there. And Jason Ahrens of Conestoga will be the assistant for the girls. The head coach on the blue team will be Rodney Peter out of Bancroft Rosalie. The assistant coach will be Ann Prince out of Elkhorn North, somebody may know her daughter. And uh, then on the uh, red side, Tracy Berg of O'Neill St. Mary's and Tom Taverti of Omaha Marion will be the coaches. So congratulations. O'Neill St. Mary's, you said, right? Yep. yep. So they go to the GICC holiday tournament all the time. Talk about a tough holiday tournament, Doug. On the girls' side, GICC and Minden played first round. <laughs> and O'Neill St. Mary won and played in the final. And all three of them will be doing something later on. Yeah, we've got to talk about the state tournament. And we will mm-hmm. do that with Centura's Latheon Brown. They are the defending champs. And back in D1, stay with us. Did you know that 221 children in Kearney and Buffalo County, Nebraska this year alone entered the court system due to abuse or neglect? Nobody longs for a safe and loving family more than a child in foster care. As a CASA volunteer, you show us how superheroes are not just the ones you see on TV wearing capes. There are superheroes right here in Kearney and Buffalo County. It's true they walk among us and it could be you. Become a volunteer that works side by side with foster children as they go through the court system. These volunteers are voices for the children. As a volunteer, you will be thoroughly trained and well-supported by professional staff to help you through each case. For more information on becoming a volunteer, go to CarneyBuffaloCountyCasa.com. You could keep a child safe and make a difference in their life today. Be a superhero and go to CarneyBuffaloCountyCasa.com. I got serious about staying fit just a couple of years ago. Now 5Ks, yoga, and smart nutrition are all part of my weekly routine. Part of my eating right plan? Country Hearth Breads. Natural breads with the whole grains and natural ingredients my body needs to perform at its best. Just a slice of toasted multigrain with peanut butter before a workout, and I'm ready to roll. Country Hearth is the easy choice because it's good for me and great tasting, too. Country Hearth Breads. Baking our best for you. 
Play your best golf now with help from Golf Fit USA of Kearney. Our certified club fitter uses a state-of-the-art launch monitor to make sure you get the most out of every club in your bag. Golf Fit offers a wide variety of clubs, bags, shoes, gloves, hats, junior sets, and gift cards, as well as repairs, regripping, lessons from a PGA professional, and a golf simulator. Our goal is to get your equipment right for increased accuracy and performance on the course. Golf Fit USA, custom fit for the perfect hit. Next to Jersey's Kearney. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes. We see dreamscapes. Sprinklers with precision. Plants with purpose. Outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own. And every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Doug and Daddy's show rolling along on this Monday. Uh, because of state tournament action, we will be missing a Thursday show this week. Uh, just letting everybody know is because we will have the Minden uh, contest <laughs> against uh, Bridgeport. What a draw, Jimmy. Uh, Bridgeport undefeated in the number four seed in Class C1. Yeah, I kept watching that and figuring, trying to figure out how could that happen. But there, there's the NSAA has a pretty good system, but there's a little flaw in it. And it's it's not perfect. And every once in a while, you could have a committee, and they would vote, and they'd go, hold it. This team can't be the four seed. We've got to move them somewhere else. Um, even though last year they didn't win it. But if you know, what if they, that team would have won the state championship last year, and they'd still be the four seed because of the way the point totals worth. So there's a little flaw in the system, but it's hard to get it perfect. Your C one scenario almost happened though. Okay. All the teams that are in the West, uh, six of them basically in Class C one this year. Uh, North Bend uh, picking up the win over Gothenburg, yep. and you got to feel bad for Gothenburg. Yeah, but North Bend, the three-time champions, yep. and then you got Bridgeport, Minden, Sydney, Adams Central, Broken Bow, and Central Catholic are all in there. We're going to talk D1 here in just a second, but first we want to let you know that you can simplify your life or at least your irrigation system with the new pro version of TNL Irrigation's Precision Point Touch Control System. Maybe you've already got the pivots, and they last for years and years and years, but there are upgrades. There's the Gooseneck Corner System. There's the pro version of the Precision Point Touch. You can go to TLIRR.com and find out so much more about TNL Irrigation as we get ready for the 2024 season. Bill Shapley, Mid States Irrigation Repair in Kearney and Loop City. Derek Wagner, Wagner Irrigation in Holdridge. They'll help uh, get you going, Jimmy, because weather like this, we start thinking about those outside things. Heck yes. And, and not only that, they, everybody's going to be starting earlier. You get out in the field earlier, and everything's going to be done a lot faster, Doug. Well, we don't want to get basketball season over yet, especially if you're still playing. And a lot of girls' teams are, including Centura, the defending state champions. And head coach Latheon Brown joins us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Doug Duda and, of course, Jim Langan. Coach, man, that got a little exciting on uh, Saturday or Friday. How are you? Oh, I'm trying to come back down from it. It got a little too exciting, probably, but... Uh, win's a win. Yeah, it is. You can be a young coach like yourself. You can be a veteran coach. Jimmy and I have talked about this a lot, how to finish off games. 
And sometimes when you see somebody uh, give up a lead, they say, well, they didn't do it this way. They didn't, they, you know, they were trying to hold on to the ball or they tried too hard and they lost the lead. What happened in that fourth quarter against Summerland? Uh, that, that number 12 got hers eventually. Um, I mean, just watching films, broke down about 15 of them. She's capable of a 10 to 15 point run by herself at all points in time. She's an extremely versatile athlete. In the first half, the defensive game plan worked well. We had our legs under us. Um, rotation got a little bit tight there towards the end of the game, and she was able to split us a few times, get to the paint, didn't miss, didn't miss the free throw line. She hit some big step back threes, and uh, we knew it was coming. Um, she's a heck of a basketball player, and we had to find a way to endure it. Well, Coach, I'll say this. You got hit by graduation, not extremely hard, but hard enough that it was going to have to rebuild a little bit. You had some pieces back, but just getting to the state tournament, we didn't know if that was going to happen. And you had a couple of injuries during the volleyball season. You lost some players that maybe were going to play then for you too. So you had to rebuild a little bit. Talk a little bit about that if you would. Yeah, I mean, we graduated six last year. Um, two of them didn't play a lot. One was hurt. One was a foreign exchange student, but uh, – Three of them were starters, and the fourth played a massive role. If we didn't have her, have her we would have won the state tournament last year. I um, mean, you know, I think we graduated probably 25, 28-ish points a game last year, a lot of athleticism and knowledge, and we rolled some of that in. But we're starting two seniors, uh, a junior, a sophomore, and a freshman right now. Um, one of our juniors, Cassidy Hurts, has been out with ACL since the start of the year, and we knew it was going to be a new look. We're going to have to find a new identity, and the girls bought into that and worked hard, took our lumps, learned some lessons along the way, and um, they, they were able to stay poised and find a way to push through. So really impressed with this group. Lathion Brown, head coach at Centura. I just want to clear the air for everybody that's out there. It's been a while since the ACL tear. Kids come back a lot quicker, but there is no chance this week, right? No chance. Nope. Yeah. Nope. She's looking into, into summertime probably here. So. Obviously, one of the big pieces to the puzzle is Kiara Wooden. She is your leading scorer on a team that doesn't quite score as many points this year, but uh, nobody wants to have her defend them because she's as good as there is around. If we can keep her in the game, and I saw that she was still there at the end of overtime on Friday night, didn't foul out, but she's very aggressive uh, and got probably even a little bit better this year. Oh, absolutely, and she's battled through some nagging stuff here and there. She doesn't come off the floor much. Um, there are games that I got to get creative as a coach to find some seconds to get her off the floor so we can maybe stay out of foul trouble here and there. Um, but uh, what she does doesn't always fill up the stat sheet. Um, but I, I don't know if you're going to find a better defender across the state than Kira Wood and all five foot two of her. Um, she's a heck of a rebounder. She flies around, and I just I don't think she gets tired. To be honest with you, gentlemen, I don't think she does. I think yeah, they have to get Jimmy to the game early. Earlier than most because of all the taping and all the stuff that Kara has to put on before the ball games to get out there. And on the flip side of that, you mentioned the freshman, Sydney Davis's sister, and she came up in our track chat last week because Coach Bonsell says she's a trackster with a backup in basketball. But uh, what about her volleyball, whatever it is that she does, she does well. But what about what her younger sister's been doing? Uh, her sister, as a freshman, to do what I've asked her to do. Um, since she started – in uh, holiday tournament time, we, we kind of played her a little JV, got her feet wet early in the year. But once she took that starting spot, I, I be honest with you, I think I've legitimately subbed her out of the game three times, maybe, maybe uh, down that stretch. So she's played basically 32 or more minutes of every single game we've played. Um, she answers the call defensively. She's, you know, over 60 blocks on the year, and those are legitimate. That's the school record for blocks in the game. Um, she can score it up. She can shoot the three ball, finish at the rim. She's my best free throw shooter. 
Um, so the burden I put on her as a freshman is tremendous and um, been really, really excited to see her poise. I'm super excited to see what she turns into moving forward. Coach, what did you learn from your team from early in the season? I mean, your very first game, you lost to Holdridge um, the very first week. And so you, you, you had to learn some things as you went on and you progressed as the season went on. But your schedule was not easy. I mean, you played a lot of C1 schools. You're a D1 school. Um, and, and you got to play some C1 schools that are going to be going to the state tournament. And if not, they had a, they, top 10 type teams. Talk a little bit about what you learned early. You know, yeah, we, we take pride in that. Um, I think there's something to be said about taking your licks throughout the year, right? Um, that's, you know, you, you grow when you face that adversity. Um, and we knew we had to find our identity. And I, and I needed that as a coach, and they needed that as a squad. And so, you know, rotation changed a little bit through, through the year and um, just finding things out offensively about ourselves and what we can do to create. And we quickly found out that defense is going to be our niche, and we kind of took a hold of that and – you know, we tell the girls that defense uh, wins you the game and offense tells you by how much. <laughs> and, you know, some nights the offense wasn't always there, and we've, we found that out the hard way a little bit. But uh, the girls continue to battle and stay positive and find a way to find some offensive production. So, Centura has won 13 out of their last 14. Head coach Lathion Brown with us. Obviously, the one was a semifinal loss to Wood River, who was playing good at that time. What did you take out of that game, coach, to make you better down the stretch? You know, it just it put a pit in their gut a little bit. They came back, and they could have wallowed themselves pity a little bit, but they didn't. Um, we showed up, and we scrapped it out for that third-place game, and they continued to improve, and it it exposed some of the weaknesses that we had been preaching to them, you know, from, from the get-go. Uh, they had a, quite a bit of size, and they were able to stifle some things, and uh, that, that Peters girls got, got really hot, and we had to figure some things out and get better against zone because, you know, down the stretch here, we've seen a lot of zone defenses. Um, I, I think we're a little bit better against the man-to-man, but we saw a lot of zone, and we had to improve. So um, there's a learning curve there, but the girls took it to heart, and we've we've definitely improved down the stretch here. First opponent on Thursday night on the Vibe 98.9, 6 o'clock at Devaney is going to be obviously a really, really tall task here. You're going to be taking on Guardian Angels, who has just two losses. Legendary coach Strachey is up there, and, of course, the two losses are to Crofton, who a lot of people believe are going to win C2 because they are undefeated on the season and they haven't had trouble scoring points against lesser opponents. Your defense is probably going to keep them under the 70s that they scored here the last yeah. three games. But uh, what's your early scouting report on them? You know, they, they do a lot of really good things. Um, they're not incredibly deep, but everybody that they play knows their job and does it extremely well. They really don't have a weak point. You're going to see extended run and jump pressure in the full court, likely. We're going to have to handle that. Uh, you're going to see uh, Syracuse-esque 2 one matchup zone. Um, we're going to have to be able to attack that. And then a lot of communication on the defensive end. We're going to try to extend the floor and make them handle it for a little while. I know they'll be able to, um, but we want to limit the possessions as much as we can. You're right, so we can keep them under that 70-piece, right? Like, that's kind of our goal every time we roll in is we want to try to hold you to your season low or close to it if we can and definitely want to try to hold you under your average. Um, so that's going to be our focus this week. We're going to have to find some some offensive kick there and, and try to find a way to win. But you don't wake up in the morning to go play the worst team in the state, and this is a tried-and-true blue-blooded program, and we're, we're excited about the opportunity. Yeah, and it's so much different than last year. Last year when you went to the state tournament, 
there were like five teams in D1 that you'd already played. I mean, they were in <laughs> yeah. all in your sub-district, and you knew everything about them. Um, you know, Coach, I think really, if, if I'm being honest, I'm going to be up front with you. This might be one of the toughest draws that Centura could have gotten in the state tournament being a seven seed. I'd just soon trade games and say, hey, hey, we'll take the eight seed. But, uh, you know, uh, I know you're going to give it a hell of an effort, and I know your point guard's very competitive, and uh, you'll, you'll do what you can to keep the game close. Absolutely. You know, the seven seed, we would have liked to have won a couple of those top tier C1 games, try to bump you up wild card point wise. But, um, you know, we're, we're blessed to get the opportunity to go step on Devaney's floor and, and compete against him, you know, and we're going to have the best game plan we can. Um, our expectations come out with the win and we're, we're going to try to do everything in our power to make that happen. But, you know, you look at D1 and the change in landscape, you know, we fell into D1 last year and this year, some of the top teams in the C2 tournament and the C2 champion from last year are in our class. So, I mean, D1 is a gauntlet through and through, whether you're one seed or eight seed. You know, there isn't a, you know, I don't know if there's an easy game there. Yeah, the six seed is 22 and two. Just, yeah. just for people that yeah. don't know, the yeah. six seed is 22 and two. In it's D1. absolutely loading. Like you said, Croft and 25 and 0, and that's the only team that's beaten once in overtime. Yeah. You know, yep. so right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hey, then in Croft, and everybody knows about that. Well, Lathian, before we let you go, I mean, whether it comes to an end or you pull off the surprises this week and get to do it again, what's the last year been like as state champions? I mean, we talked so much about it last year that Centura was such a powerhouse and just couldn't get the cherry on top to win a state title all those years with Coach Mettenbrink. What's it been like here? Uh, You know, it's kind of been the motto for our season is pressure is a privilege, right? We've pitched it to the girls that you know, that was last year. That's what we did. Did it feel awesome? Yes. But if we follow that up and lay an egg this season and go 500 or whatever, then, then what's the point of it? We're continuing to build a program and build culture. Um, and sure, we graduated some studs, but we still believed in these girls and that they could, to, could get it done at the end of the day, and they, they absolutely have. Um, so, you know, the biggest thing I've taken after, you know, stepping off of PBA last year is just it, it kind of rolls over a little bit. These girls want to get back there, and you could see that game in and game out. Well, Coach, we will see you in Lincoln on Thursday and uh, keep them healthy, and I'm looking forward to uh, let's go get an upset. I appreciate it, and we're hoping to do that for you. Thanks, Coach. Lathion Brown, head coach, Centura, heck of a run. Uh, you can watch all these games on News Channel Nebraska Television as well. I want to throw that out. These are the Devaney games for the girls and boys the first two days and then the semifinals from Pinnacle on those Fridays and uh, those televised games as well. Here's what we've got for you. Just to yeah, I want to clear something yeah, up. Go before ahead. Holdridge had a good basketball team. They were in with uh, – uh, that was a team that they lost first, and I wanted to make sure I didn't th- say anything that that was a huge upset. Holdridge played against Minden, <laughs> Gothenburg, Broken Bow, and had to play them ball twice. So, you know, there, there's six losses right there. Um, instead of that. So, yeah, the Holdridge-Centura game, I, I'm not saying it was an upset, but they did have to do some things because they got beat pretty bad that day and didn't score very many points, and they, so they did improve. But go ahead, Doug. Well, here's what we've got for you as uh, far as our radio games in Kearney and Hastings. It's just going to be the one on Wednesday, but it's the first one. It will be Overton against Paxton, and that game will tip off at 9 a.m. at Pinnacle Bank Arena. That is on Wednesday. And then Thursday, in place of our Doug and Daddy show, we've got the Minden-Bridgeport game at 1045 at the Devaney. That'll immediately be followed on KHAS at 130. Adam Central will play Sydney. Sydney's only loss is to undefeated Bridgeport. And then we'll have the Grand Island Central Catholic Broken Bow game on the Vibe 98.9 at 315 Thursday. Then the next game there at the Devaney will be the Centura Guardian Angels game, and that tips off 
at 6 o'clock. So that a little bit busier Thursday, but we've got all those folks. Right, and Minden had some injuries early in the season when they started. Remember that, Doug? They played Southern Valley, I think, the very first game. We were surprised. Um, I was surprised. I wasn't dumbfounded that they lost, but Southern Valley, look at how many games they lost this year. That'd be called one. One, and they lost it to Gothenburg, and they will be playing against Elgin Public Pope John right after the Centura game. And that is two teams that are 48-3. and three. Yeah, isn't that something? Playing so there's the some round. really good records in that girls' state tournament right now. We are here in the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth. Midway Chevrolet Buick GMC. Midway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, where the President's Day sale event continues through the month of February. There's also some great deals on the Sierra 1500 Crew Cab 4x4. How about a 2023 Buick Envision preferred for only 29 Eight forty-seven, dollars over $5,000 right there. Plenty of deals that you can stop by the lot on South 2nd Avenue in Kearney or simply go to thinkmidway.com. Midway, it's a better way. I haven't even got to bowling for Jimmy yet. We'll be right back. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Gee, I really wish we had somebody to play basketball with. Well, you do now because Whoopers and Hoopers Basketball Tournament is back in Hastings. Five-on-five action, March 15th to 17th. Men's and women's divisions with a four-game guarantee. Register now at HastingsYMCA.net slash Whoopers dash Hoopers. Deadline March 1st. Join the Whoopers and Hoopers Basketball Bash in Hastings and win big. Brought to you in part by ESPN Tri-Cities, News Channel Nebraska, and KHAS Radio. The year was 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clutter Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations, Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser of REMAX Executives today or log on to OneRocky.com. Put Rocky in your corner. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business, and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. Offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney, and Hastings. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? And that's the way we go to Lincoln for most of the schools. They go eastbound and down. Doug and Daddy's show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Get your rest before you go down for the next couple of weeks. Huskers Sit and Sleep can help you out with that. 1907 Central Avenue in Kearney. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Sunday afternoon, 1 to 4. And you can check out their website at huskersitnsleep.com. Huskersit, the letter N, sleep.com. They've got the best prices in town, so there's no pressure sales. Low overhead means lower prices. And brand new furniture and mattresses all come with the manufacturer's warranty. They sell it right off the floor. So come on in. You see it. 
You buy it. You can take it home right there. Of course, they deliver as well at Husker Sit and Sleep in Kearney. Jimmy, we had all this girls' basketball that we talked about. There were some teams, obviously, that stayed home on Friday night. Uh, but what what games we had out there? How about the four-overtime game from Bancroft, Rosalie beating Johnson Brock in four overtime? Yeah, somebody read that to me on the way home. Uh, we were <clears throat> coming back from somewhere, and somebody was giving me scores. And he goes, hey, what do you think the score of this game is? What do you think the score of that? And he gave me that one and said, four overtimes. Okay, that's 16 extra minutes. That's, you know, there, there's a game and a half right there. Um, yeah, that's a, that's really tough, you know. And, a, and then Toughest loss of your career was what? Do you, do you know? Right oh, when, when, as a player, it was losing to Chase County, Imperial High School, to go to the state basketball tournament. The uh, winner, the, you had to win your district. Yeah. There was no C1 and C2. Then I mean, it was a whole them. lot harder to go. Yep. You 68 teams and yeah. eight got to go. You know, I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, the football playoffs, I mean, you know, you get 53 eight-man schools and 32 are in. You know, I mean, it's 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 a little different to go on. But uh, as as a coach, I, you know, they, they were all tough. I, I think I mean, we were 19-3 and three, lost to Sandy Creek one year when they were 21-1. and one. I don't know if it was a tough loss, but the winner got to go to the state tournament and get second, yeah. and the loser got to stay home, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are tough. Well, some of those other games uh... – Hey, my, the Ward Lady Chanticleers were ahead of Crofton for a while, who nobody can seem to beat, and Crofton pulled away in the fourth quarter and won that one. Big win for Broken Bow as well. I mean, then you look on the other side of this, you got some really low-scoring games that were out there, some 27-25s and things like that, but uh, really good games out there, and uh, we are looking forward to covering the uh, girls' state tournament. Unfortunately, Shelton has to stay home. Alma scores 62 points against McCool Junction, gets beat 69-62. Uh, so great seasons. Saw some really cool posts out there on social media. Then for the boys, we played on Saturday. Uh, got to go up to Ainsworth, and 67-53, they pulled away to beat Axtell. This was a game until midway through the third, and Ainsworth went on a little 7-0 run. Axtell had trouble scoring in the third after it was tied. But Hansley Litchfield and SEM are two Fort Kearney Conference members that move on, and SEM, uh, call it luck, but Lawrence Nelson, the 14 seed, really led that game all the way until middle of the fourth quarter before SEM finally was able to catch them and win that one. Yeah, they ended up beating them 46-40, and Lawrence Nelson uh, played in, in a conference with Shelton, and so no one knew for sure how good they were. I mean, because Shelton had been taking care of business. And look how bad, like, Shelton – the, the way they beat Elm Creek and the way the Shelton, the way they beat SEM, and Shelton is really going to be dangerous down at the state tournament. I mean, they talk about a, a loaded team that I think maybe has a chance to win a state championship. Hope so. Go get them, boys. They still got to win a game, though, don't yeah, they? Or, they in or, Selmo, Elm, or Elm Creek, they, whatever. They play yeah, in yeah. Selmo Myrna, the team that got fourth in the Pleasant and Holiday Tournament. Who, you know, isn't that yeah. something? Yeah. So, well, let's take a look at what is going on uh, tonight. Uh, first off, in Class B, Hastings is at Omaha Scott, six thirty. That's on KHAS Radio. Uh, in C one, Minden lost to Ashland Greenwood, the two-time defending champion, on Saturday. Tonight, Cozad and Douglas County West play at Central City at six. And uh, tomorrow, Donovan Trumbull will host Fillmore Central. That's the seven o'clock game on KHAS. In C two. 
We have a couple of games tonight on ESPN in Hastings. It'll be St. Cecilia Ponca. That's at 7 o'clock up at Boone Central High School in Albion. And on the Vibe 98.9, Sandy Creek's going to host Norfolk Catholic tonight at 6. That is going to be a tremendous game. And then Amherst will host Meade tomorrow night, 6 o'clock on the Vibe. Also going on tonight in D1, Overton will be at the top seed. North Platte St. Pat's at a rematch there. Saturday we talked about Ainsworth beating Axtell and Ansley Litchfield, a winner over Cambridge. Tomorrow night in D1, it'll be Sutton playing Dundee County Stratton at 6.30 at Southern Valley in South Loop. We'll be hosting Plainview at 6. Also tonight on ESPN in Kearney, Elm Creek will host Paxton. That's at 6 o'clock. We talked about the SEM win over Lawrence Nelson. And then tomorrow night, Shelton will host Anselmo Myrna. That is at 7 o'clock. State High School Swimming and Diving Championships were uh, held this weekend, wrapped up on Saturday. And your state champions were Creighton Prep on the boys' side. Lincoln East was second. Carney was 18th, Hastings was 22nd, and then you take a look at the girls, Westside the winner, Marion second, Grand Island in the top 10, they finished ninth. so congratulations to the Islanders swim team. It was uh, Hastings girls finishing 12th, and Carney finished in 19th. A lot of things we want to run by real quick here before we wrap it up. Tri-City Storm split their games over the weekend. They lost 4-1 to to Sioux City Friday. They rolled Omaha Saturday 9-2. to And now something that just, eh, They have to play Lincoln three times this weekend, and one of them wow. is the makeup game. They go to Lincoln Friday. They're home Saturday and Sunday. Sunday is the makeup game. In wrestling, Nebraska was a winner yesterday over Arizona State. They will have this weekend off, and then uh, coming up beginning on March the 9th, 8th and 9th that weekend, they will be at the Big Ten Championship. Championships. Maryland is hosting this year. Congratulations to Coach Romaki and uh, Hastings College as they pick up their second straight wrestling women's championship. Reagan Galloway out of Amherst, Victoria Gwinnard, both were champions and a lot of seconds and thirds up and down the line here. They get ready for the NAIA National Tournament. That's also two weeks away coming up in Jamestown, North Dakota. So they've got that going on. Want to stay with Hastings? How about this? Their men's bowling team, Jimmy, I'm not even going to the Huskers first. The men's bowling team is your NAIA regional champion. The Broncos finished third with a team score during qualifying. Midland was the number one seed, but coming through bracket play, they won the championship over Missouri Baptist and the automatic bid to the NAIA National Tournament. And uh, that will be coming up later on. But first, uh, they have another meet. They go to sectionals March 9th and 10th. And for Nebraska, they're ranked sixth. They finished seventh at the uh, Greensboro, North Carolina Stallings Invitational over the weekend. You know how it's just a given that Nebraska is going to be in the tournament? Although they don't have the title, they went 79-36. and 36. They set fourth in the nation in the RPI rankings, which decides who's in the postseason, but they don't take that many. So we have to wait now and see if Nebraska will be selected, and I think they will. But uh, this is a little different spot than they've been in the last lots of years. Yeah, no kidding. Now, you'd think you know, with bowling it'd be pretty easy to decide who gets to go. Just look at the scores. <laughs> What's your average score? Well, Aren't you... all bowling alleys about the same? Well, Evidently no. not. Depends which oil pattern you had on I lane 32 it. down in Texas and what oil yeah. pattern you had on lane 8 when you went to Delaware. It's a, you yeah. gotta put all, it's, I got you it. I got it. It's those, like playing different golf courses, yeah, Jimmy. Those pins are about the same size. Uh, also, softball. Uh, UNK. Won all four games, although they were all pretty close against Briarcliff this weekend. They'll head to Drury University for four games this weekend. Hastings College went 2-2. Two and two. Uh, They will head down to the Friends Tournament this weekend. Nebraska went 2-3 and three out of California with some real competitive games. And uh, baseball, 
three and one against Grand Canyon. I'm taking it, Jimmy. I'm taking it. I'm taking no. it. I'm taking it. It would have been rough yesterday. They blew an eight one lead. They've tied eight eight. And tied eight eight. Did you see the clip I saw this guy morning? hit a home run, grand slam, wasn't it? Yeah, and got thrown out of the game. I did not see that. Tell me what happened. The I, this kid is... that hit the grand, and I didn't realize this at the time, the kid that hit the grand slam home run for Grand Canyon and tied the game at eight with nobody out in the fifth, and Nebraska ends up winning 10-8. They threw him out for uh, the way he tossed the bat, and I have seen a lot of bat tosses at all levels. This one would be a two. He did have the bat in his hand about two-thirds of the way down the line, and then he chucked it, so I don't... Looking at the replay, it didn't look like he said anything to anybody, pointed at anybody or anything, but the umpire at home waited for him to touch home, and then he threw him out. Gee, many Christmas. Yeah. You got he, he was The home plate umpire must have been having a bad day. It's 8-8. Eight, eight. Well, he must have been <laughs> yeah, having yeah, a bad he's day. He's probably going, this is 16 runs. You know, some of those guys are just looking for it, though, too. Yeah, I know. You know. UNK right? basketball dropped both their games over the weekend to uh, Pittsburgh State. It was kind of a rough one for the women, their toughest loss of the year. They wrap up the season at Fort Hay State on Friday. That'll be the end of the year for the men, and then we'll find out what, who the women play in the uh, GPAC tournament. Uh, you made an appearance at Fawner over the weekend, another good weekend uh, over at uh, Fawner. For really people. crowded Saturday. I think they must have had I, – I don't know what they had. They must have had a bowling tournament. <laughs> they must have had a gun show. They must have had a car show. They must have had wrestling inside. They must have had a rodeo. Doesn't I matter mean, for you, though, right? Well, I just, Do you get escorted to your seat now? No, I'm going to start asking for it. <laughs> as much money as I spent, I should have. <laughs> I think probably the people when I come in, people are clapping. When I walk in, they're so happy to see me. When I did you get did you go to your bank? Yeah, I went to the bank. Good thing. Come on in. Come on in. (laughs) Omaha Supernovas, a four set win over Orlando yesterday. Their four match road trip is at Atlanta on Thursday. Braden Sorensen won a third consecutive high jump title to pace UNK at the MIAA Indoor Track Championships. Uh, The men finished as the runner up. Uh, to uh, did I get that right? Hold on, yeah. The Loper men finished sixth, the women finished in eighth. Now they get ready for the NCAA championships. The tennis team won one of their three duels over the weekend. Nicole Messbarger, right here out of Kearney, has received the MIAA's A game scholar athlete for the MIAA indoor track and field championships. That is a huge honor there. Nebraska track and field uh, competing at the Big Ten indoor championships. The men got edged out by four points by Wisconsin to bring home the team title. The women finished in eighth. Did we get it all, Jimmy? There's no possible way. There's no way we could have got it all because there's so much going on. I hope we didn't miss anything. There was a lot. There was a lot. Wrestling to hockey to bowling to our favorites, basketball, and now, everything else that's you, going you on. Talked, you talked about the Fort Carney Conference, and, and their, uh, Amherst is playing still, so yeah. they still got a shot to get another team down there. Well, right? Overton's still playing. Yeah, they got I mean, a shot. they got to, a lot of teams. Yeah, they got Elm Creek teams. tonight. And, yep, that's right. And you got uh, Ansley Litchfield, who's uh, won the conference uh, yeah. regular season, I mean, the, the conference tournament, and they win easy. Yeah. I mean, they, they heck, they, they win by 20, 30 points. Go get them, gang. We can't wait. We've got four basketball games tonight. I'll see everybody in Elm Creek, but uh, lots of games. You can go to newschannelnebraska.com to find out more. Don't forget, televised on NCN Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from the Devaney and then the Pinnacle on Friday. Thanks so much to Centura coach Latheon Brown, the grit that they have over there at Centura, getting ready to go back to the state tournament, and also to Todd Rarden, Hastings College men's basketball coach, sharing the conference title for the first time in 33 years. We'll have more of the state tournament preview tomorrow 
here on the Doug and Daddy Show.